0: Hey, this is Pastor Carl here, and uh, I am uh, trying some new. Let me turn the music down. I thought some cool background music would be good. Hey, I have a podcast, as you know, at KidmanTalk.com, um, and I've also started a new ministry. So I'm thinking of doing something new, all right? And um, what do you think about doing kind of a weekly reporting on what I've been doing in kids' ministry, and uh, doing that live, that way I can answer some questions, and at the end of this uh, podcast recording, then I'm going to post it on Kidman Talk, and uh, I'll throw it up on Kidology. Hey, I already see some names I recognize, so that's awesome. So, hey, I just finished week one as a full-time kids' pastor again, and so I just thought it might be fun to talk about, hey, what did I do on week one? And, um, and then just start sharing my experience, because uh, first of all, let me say, as you know, I go by the name The Kidologist, and uh, that came from the start of Kidology, which was the study of kids. Sometimes people misunderstand, and they think that The Kidologist means that I'm the expert, that I am a guru, that I know all the answers, And nothing could be further from the truth. Now, after 20 years of ministry, you'd hope I'd learn some things and have some expertise. But really what's behind the kidologist name is that I want to make sure, as a challenge to myself first, that I'm always learning and that I'm always, you know, trying new things. And I never get stuck in a rut because I remember when I was a young children's pastor, that's when the name was created – I saw older folks in ministry, and I thought, man, they're dated. That stuff might have worked in the 50s, you know. And, and it hit me that, wow, I might be cutting edge and, you know, doing amazing things now. If I just keep doing what I'm doing now, I'm going to be one of those old guys doing, you know, what I did way back in the 80s. And so Kidology was born out of this desire to study the world of kids, to do ministry in the context of world of kids. And the whole Kidologist title, was not a title I gave myself. Actually, if you've read the Kidology Handbook, you know I challenge you to be a Kidologist, to always be learning, always be studying, always trying new things. And the birth of Kidology and uh, the growth that it has enjoyed over the years did not come from me pontificating um, expert advice. It really came and started as me just sharing what I'm doing in my own ministry. Not that it was the right way or the best way, but just hey, this is what I'm doing with the desire that you then would also share what you're doing so I can copy you as much as you uh, might emulate uh, something that I'm doing. So I thought now that I'm back in a new full-time role, maybe I would kind of revisit that and shift my podcast to just sharing, you know, what I'm doing in my ministry. And um, so this was week one, and I'm going to talk about some of the things that I did during week one. Now, there's a couple of caveats, 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 Anyway, someone type it there and how to spell it. But what I'm going to do is, uh, oh, what I need to say first is I started this week full time, but I'm not brand new at the church. So as I share some of these things, you might be going, wow, that's that's a lot to do your first week. You really should just be observing and learning and getting to know people. And if you follow my blog or Facebook, you know I have been interim with High Point Church um, since Way back in the beginning of June, they had a transition with their children's pastor leaving, and the senior pastor knew me through a mutual friend, Pastor Andy Vander Linden, and uh, so he reached out to me for some help. And I said, "Hey, I can do an interim this summer, so you don't miss a beat. Start just teaching kids' church, start kind of evaluating things, and then, um, and then uh, we just hit it off. And I love the church. It Seems they like me a little bit, and um, so about." three or four weeks ago, uh, the pastor asked me to go full-time, and I said yes, after probably a nanosecond of reflection and prayer, because I was already <laughs> hoping that would happen. So what did I do during that first week, this first week uh, in ministry? Well, before I dive into that, I want to read a couple of the names here and just do uh, some throwouts to some of my friends. So hey, Barney! Barney's watching. Barney's our head coach here at um, Kidology, so I'm glad that you're here, And uh, Paul, hello to you. And Travis Duke. And I'm I'm not skipping you because I don't like you. I'm just, I'm looking at what names, you know, uh, jump out as someone I know. Travis has been to Yosemite with me. Hey, Michael Winokur. Dude, you're actually part of the inspiration for this. Michael is a a pastor. I forget what church he's at now, but I was a volunteer middle school leader under him at Southeast uh, when I was just full time with Kidology. And he did a weekly, just sitting at his computer. You know, video for the volunteers—nothing fancy about them—and uh, and I liked it as a volunteer. And I thought <laughs> I need to do that. So, Michael, I actually started a YouTube channel. Uh, it's kind of secret. If you poke around, you might find it, uh, folks. Uh, but I have another YouTube channel that's just for my volunteers, and um, and it's where I just give them—you know—I kind of do what Michael did, uh, although I throw in green screen and funny stuff. But uh, hey, Michael, thanks for that inspiration for modeling great leadership. And uh, here I'm doing it here. So, hey, Dave, Condiv, hey, man, you got uh, some big conference coming up. I'm praying that uh, that your kit pro, pro mega con thing uh, goes right. Patrick, another one of my Yosemite um, buddies and uh, several other names. But anyway, I just wanted to acknowledge you guys um, as I start. So it was week one. Well, one of the things I did, and you know I'm a really high-tech guy. I've got the the iPhone, the iWatch. I've got the iPad Pro over there. I've got the iPad Mini. I got the Apple Pencil. You know, I, I'm all the technology. But there's times I just need simplicity, and so I literally went to a, a website and downloaded uh, some blank calendar pages. I'm a, if you're watching the video on a FaceTime, you'll see this there. In fact, I, I can probably give you. Uh, the URL. It's a great website for, for free downloads. I know I saved it. Where did I save it? I saved it uh, somewhere. Oh, if I don't find it quickly, I'll I'll, I'll put it in the comments or the notes later. But it it was just it has like day view, month view. Anyway, the reason I did this was not to plan my week because I use iCal. I use my technology for appointments. And if I put things in there, I'm pretty good. I did I did blow it this week. I dropped the ball. Um, my boss already let me have it um, because I knew about an event, and I failed to put it in the iCalendar, and, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't good. So I did have a screw-up this week, just so you guys know. Um, it was good, but, you know, hey, I, I screw up too. But what I wanted to do with this, and uh, I'm going to do it really fast so you can't read it. Woo! There's my real one, all right? It's personal. But what I want to do is every day write down something that – I accomplished that day all right <laughs> just something that I did whether it was a meeting whether it was a marketing thing made um, you know whether it was a uh, planning my lesson or something hey Ben Crowder one of my kids grown up from uh, Barrington in my ministry thanks for joining me and um, and so every day this has been so motivating for me to be able at the end of the day to go what did I get done today because a lot of times we feel like we get nothing done or we move this forward or we move that forward or we move this forward, and uh, but there's never actually an accomplishment. And this, this helped me because I'm a guy who likes to multitask. I know my buddy Todd says there's no such thing as multitasking. We're all wired differently, Todd. Uh, <laughs> but I do. I multitask. I like to be doing a lot of things at once. But at the end of the day, if I can't point to something that I got done that day, then, of course, I, I feel like the whole day was wasted, even if I moved a bunch of stuff forward and even if they're going to get finished in the future. Um, but it also could mean that some time gets wasted, maybe a little bit too much YouTube in, a little bit too much Facebook, a little bit, um, dare I confess this, uh, too much time on Clash Royale. Yeah, I have a Kidman clan. If you want to play a fun game, takes a few minutes a day, join my Kidman clan on Clash Royale. But anyway, you know, so the accomplishments help you so every day i was able to write down at the end of the day something i got done and on my list i'll give you some samples i have lunch with my dad all right monday was my last day of freedom before i was uh, back full-time on the first so i went down had lunch with my dad i had another appointment down there i got my jeep cleaned out this week on one day i got my wife's car cleaned out this week on one day uh, what else did i get done um I met with my early childhood director. I had a setup meeting with my elementary people. Um, I um, cleaned out the preschool rooms. Um, I got a new recruiting flyer done. Oh, yeah, let me show you that. Where, Where is it at here? I, I printed out some of the stuff that I got done this week, and it should all be laying here. But this was big. So now we'll kind of shift in important stuff for when you're new, all right, or if you've been there a long time, you've never done it. I was like, we need – a recruiting flyer that helps people ramp on to the children's ministry. So I'll um, I'll be posting this on Kidology. When I put this as the um, Kidman talk, it'll be in the show notes. It's nothing fancy. Um, those that use Comic Life will recognize that I use that for a lot of things. Uh, I didn't even change the default fancy thing because I like it. It looks cool. But I basically went with a, um, a who, where, what, when, and why approach. I'm going to kill my background music. I don't think we need it anymore. Thank you, Ken Blount, for that wonderful background music. And um, so I went with the when, where, why, and how, all right? And uh, obviously the why, I'll put it up to the screen there. This is funny because it's all mirror. I hope you guys see it straight. Um, But I just said, hey, our mission statement, we want every child who comes through our doors to feel loved, come up, Come to know Christ and find a place where they can grow through fun and life-changing experiences. I'm going to be building a leadership team, and we're going to be unpacking that. How do we make kids feel loved? How do we uh, lead them to Christ uh, strategically, over time, partner with parents, all that? How do we make kids have fun, but how do we create life-changing experiences, right? And uh, so we're going to be unpacking that. So that's right there. That's the why. Plus, I added, we need you. (laughs) uh, You know, there is need, and we need to make that aware. Um, The where, you know, I put... um, where they can just check nursery, early childhood, elementary, check-in, tech team. All right, that's pretty usual. Um, the what, would they like to be a host or a greeter? Well, one of the things I'm doing is uh, I want to get rid of check-in, all right? Check-in sounds so impersonal. It's a pain. If you're like me, you probably have people who actually um, hate that ministry um, because the computers are always down. There's always problems and stuff. So I'm rebranding our check-in ministry to first impressions team. And because that team is so important, they literally give people their first impression of the church. You know, I need to try and look at the little dot up there. Maybe I'll move the camera up there so I feel like, uh, you know, I'm looking at you. But they have an incredible role. If they're grumpy, if they're not friendly, if they can't smile, um, people you know, you can have the most amazing children's ministry. But the parents don't see that. And if the kids come home raving about it, that's good. But they're just glad the kids are happy. They don't know that, like, you're, like, hitting grand slams and, um, you know, another church might be hitting, you know, singles and uh, both get an R- RBI. So the parents are happy, right? So um, that first impression is amazing. So, um, so we're branding that our Welcome Center and our first impressions team. I've already got a director for it. The team's, like, a skeleton. We need help. If you're from high point watching this we need you and um, but I'm also dividing it into two teams we're gonna have a host team and a greeter team and the reason is some people don't want to do check-in cuz man there's iPads and there's printers and the, you have to check the Wi-Fi signal and you got to make sure the Bluetooth signals on sometimes you got to restart the router you got to restart the, and they're like especially older folks they're like I I can't do check-in I understand all that technology stuff so the hosts are the people who know the technology and they're there for the whole hour. They're there to answer questions for people that come late, visitors that don't know what time to show up, so they show up in the middle of the service uh, to greet them and uh, to take care of the technology. And then greeters, they're there you know, 15 minutes or so before service, they serve while it's busy. Once it gets slow, they can go to service. Um, but their job is just to greet. If there's any issue with checking in or iPad, they just refer them to the host, introduce them very friendly, and go back to greeting. So they're going to smile. They're going to shake hands. They're going to give high fives. They're going to escort guests to the classroom to show them where their kids are going to be and explain the tags and the checkup, checkup, pickup system. And um, so, anyway, we're doing that. And so, um, so that's why on here I've got the, the host and greeter. And we got teachers, small group leaders, techie stuff, leadership, and other. Uh, the you, uh, the who is you. And all I'm asking for is name and email and sell. We'll get all that other stuff later. I just want to be able to reach out to him. Um, When? And the when I want to talk about, because um, the form that um, had been used at my church for a long time, looks like it was made a dot matrix printer in 1983. Um, Were there dot matrix printers in 1983? Anyway. It has on there would you like to serve once a month twice a month once a quarter once a year once before you die would you like to serve with the twos the threes the fours the fives the six i'm exaggerating but it has way too many options and so it creates a a problem for scheduling because you're like oh well i can only call this person because they checked threes once a month and they already served you know three weeks ago and so i would talk to my team i said man we need more flexibility. We need to not give people so much choice. We'll learn those preferences as we schedule them. Um, but all I'm offering is weekly serve a service, attend a service, and every other week. And after that, I'm just calling it on call substitute. Because if you serve once a month, you're basically subbing. Um, but that gives us the flexibility. And then for where to serve, I have nursery, early childhood, and elementary. Because you might do second grade one week, but I might need you in third grade next week. So uh, now if someone says, man, I really have a heart, a passion for fourth and fifth graders. That's really the only place I want to serve. That's fine. I'm just saying I don't put that on the form because I want to I want to have as much flexibility as possible. And then the last one, which is very important, is the how. All right? And uh, we're going to be defining a process that volunteers go through. So often it's will you serve? Hopefully here's the background check. Plug you in. <laughs> Woo, yay, another volunteer, and we move on, and we're focused on the next volunteer, and we may not have really done a good job with that volunteer. So I defined a very short process here. Um, I'll still be developing this um, as we go, but number one is turn this in. That's obvious, turn this in. Number two, we'll call you, all right? It'll be me, might be my elementary director, uh, but they're going to get a personal call saying, hey, thanks for filling out the YES form. We're excited that you're um, interested in serving in the kids' ministry. Um, let me walk you through the, the next steps in the process and you learn their interests and you know you talk about the things they check. The third check is the application background check. I hope nobody's skipping that. It's expensive. It's tedious. It's a pain, but it is mandatory. It is critical because you're keeping the kids safe. The next one's training and orientation. Now, I'm going to have to flesh that out in the weeks ahead. I plan to do a video that they just watched. It's me talking about the ministry and our goals and priorities. I'll be sharing that on Kidology. In fact, I'm going to make it kind of generic so you can steal it and show it to your volunteers if you want. Um, and uh, orientation is, you know, teaching them what that job is. And I'm going to have to develop job descriptions and uh, a lot of stuff down the road. But that's then the fourth step, training an orientation. Then it's placement. And I put, yay, because that's exciting. Um, But most people stop there. A lot of children's pastors stop there. Man, they've placed that volunteer and they're moving on. But I've got a couple more steps. The seventh step, it says follow up to see if we've got you in the right spot. You know, if you place someone and they end up not liking it for whatever reason, good reason, bad reason, doesn't matter. Um, The little kids are annoying. They don't like boogers and bodily fluids, or the older kids have an attitude or whatever. um, They're going to stick it out for a little while, but then they're going to quit. And when they quit, you're never going to get them back. So what you've got to do is follow up with them and make sure that they like where they're at. Because if it just wasn't a fit, you can say, well, how about this ministry? Or how about that ministry? And then elementary is helping early childhood and vice versa. And you're going to end up keeping them long time, even if you find out that they really just kids ministry was, you know, not where they really wanted to be. Then you release them with joy because God has given them gifts and their gifts might be in the cafe. It might be ushering. It might be greeting. But then you can say, but could I put you on our super backup list? So if we're ever really in a jam and we need someone because your background checked and you're approved or maybe special events, I've never, ever had someone take say no. And as long as you don't exploit that where they're in there every other week and they're like, I thought I quit, um, you will have some people for special events and you you have that backup list um, and you'll be good to go. And then number eight, I just have you're part of, a, of the amazing High Point Kids Ministry team because once you're sure they like their spot, that's when you're done. Now, there's ongoing encouragement and ongoing training, and we'll talk about that another time. So, hey, Amanda, another one of my little kids that grew up. Hey, Sarah's even watching this oh now I'm nervous now I gotta really be sure I'm telling the truth on everything I say because my wife's gonna be like wait a minute I'm just kidding of course I'm being truthful so that was a big accomplishment this week um, getting the recruiting um, flyer going every parent's gonna get this at uh, check-in oh oh but I added something that I didn't show you at the very bottom where is it everything's mirror image takes me a little while. The very bottom i have did someone invite you to serve who when i showed this to my leaders i said we're gonna have a little contest i don't want these all saying pastor carl on them i want them having your names on them all right so uh they were like it's odd because i said if we just hand these out it's just another piece of paper this needs is most effective when it's you handing it to someone and saying, hey man, you got to join us in the kids ministry. We're having a blast. There's some exciting new things coming, and it's going to be great. And uh, be sure to put my name there so Pastor Carl knows i recruited you. All right, so that's going to be awesome. So um, hey, I don't want this to be too long, but I do want to share one more exciting thing, and that that we launched this week. It actually launches on Sunday, is we're kind of doing a rebranding of the kids ministry and the classes. Now again, I've been an interim for several months, so this is not something you normally would do your very first week, all right? This has been pitched. It's been hinted at. Um, I've showed samples, and and uh, and then and so they've been kind of like, when, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? And uh, so I've done that groundwork laying, um, got people excited about. But we – our church is high point. We're in Colorado. The adult rooms are all like Aspen and Vista. And uh, what's the third one? I'm blanking right now. Aspen, Vista – Oh, I can't believe I'm forgetting. Anyway, um, we're a mountain theme, and uh, we're High Point Kids, which is a great name. No need to change that. The logo's decent, so I hadn't made any plans yet to change that. Um, But we want to theme the rest of the children's ministry. So our nursery as of Sunday, I'll show you if you're watching on video, is going to be called Base Camp. And we're just going to have this little tagline, The Adventure of Following Jesus Starts Here, um, so that people see, like, hey, this isn't just, you know, change the diapers and rock the babies. This is the beginning of, of ministry right here. Um, then as they get a little older uh, and they're two and three-year-olds, we're going to call that our explorers. There's the image if you're not just listening on the podcast. And it's the twos and threes of the explorers because they're starting to explore their world, explore who God is, explore right and wrong, all kinds of things they're exploring. Then four and fives, right? They start climbing on everything. So we're calling them the scramblers, right? And there's – their little logo and um and so we're doing some room changes and we're going to have a large group um time actually when when my big kids church breaks for small groups I'm going to be split into preschool just bringing a puppet something fun nothing too elaborate um and just doing some relational fun stuff with all the 2s and 3s and 4s and 5s kind of gathered together um in the playroom um the large group meeting room speed and then they're going to go back to their classes for pick up with their parents our kids church now, this will look familiar if you've been following me, all right? We are going to use the Outpost. Yes, this was the name that I used in my previous ministry and uh, got their permission. They uh, After I left there, they went a different direction, changed curriculums, and doing something else. It's awesome, but they're not using it. And uh, so I said, hey, can I use that because I love it? And they said, sure, go for it. So, um, so anyway, it's going to be awesome. We're going to call it the Outpost. And the idea behind the Outpost is that kids – are coming to church. This is not the destination. The destination is during the week. That's where you live for God, serve God, obey God, you know, be a light for Jesus. So church is really you, where you come to get outfitted. So uh, that's where you come to get equipped and trained and encouraged and pep rally. And the real adventure is not a church. It's it's out in the world. So uh, that's what the outpost is all about. Don't you love the, the cross there in the middle? I think that's a really nice touch. Um, but we did start something new here. Because at our church, we have the same service twice, and that's not a model I philosophically is my favorite. I love Sunday school followed by kids' church, but that requires an adult education program that mirrors that. And our church doesn't have that. In fact, most churches today don't. Most startup churches don't. So, uh, you know, I can whine and complain, but the reality is that... Um, is not a model that's as common anymore. Lots of churches still follow that. And, um, and if you have a Sunday school model, I highly recommend Discipleland. I love their Sunday school curriculum. Of course, I wrote their kids church curriculum, Disciple town if you've got that model. Um, but, but we don't. And so we have started a new thing for second hour because it's hard on those kids that are there for two hours. They're seeing the same service. hearing the same jokes. Um, It's actually kind of hard teaching because they know the answers to my questions and answers to riddles and things I'm trying to um, have domino kind of during the service. They already know the last domino, and they can call it out. And they're not trying to be obnoxious or ruin my lesson. They're trying to be pleasers. They're trying to, hey, I know the answers, even when I don't want them to know the answers yet. Um, So we're starting a second hour. We're calling it Trailblazers. It's our second service adventure. And this church had a Sunday school uh, program, first service, um, last year. And um, it was kind of cool, but kids who came then, because it's a little more intimate and a little more uh, Sunday school-like, if that's the only experience they had, they missed out on, like, the great kids' church service. So we decided with the leadership, we want every kid who comes, regardless of service, to get our A game, to get that outpost service, to get the big service. But for kids there two hours, um, that's tough. So they want to go with their parents who are volunteering, and that's not always – you know, a good thing that to have some big kids in a, in a preschool room, they can be a distraction or whatever, but I'm also hoping this becomes a great recruiting tool because some parents don't want to serve twice because their kids got to come twice and they complain about, Oh, it's fun. they go, "Yeah, I, I know it's fun, Pastor Carl, but seeing through it twice is hard. And uh, so trailblazers is going to follow the same topic and go a little deeper. And, um, but they're going to be because it's smaller. They can do some games, and they can. It's a different format. Um, but they'll have to come to first service in order to go to that. Now, the last thing I'm going to talk about this week, and I'm going to wrap this up, is a lot of people have been emailing me and Facebooking me and commenting about. Uh, what curriculum am I using with Trailblazers, and um, or what curriculum am I using? And I've announced that I am using the Go curriculum. In fact, if you go to kidology.org slash forward slash backslash, whichever way it is, the normal way, and then just the word Go, there's a page there. And I explain more about why I chose Go, uh, what I like about it. I actually honestly was writing a curriculum that I was going to launch on Kidology, and I was going to teach it and publish it. And the more I got to know Go, I was like, this dude already wrote it. Like I'd either have to not look at his because I'd copy, but then I'm reading his and going, like he, stole, he copied me. I mean, we just think alike, David Rosh and I, and the uh, same philosophy of ministry. And plus, because he wasn't writing and teaching and he, he left full-time ministry to write this, it's fabulous. Now his format's a little different than ours. Um, he has the kids start in small groups. Uh, Then they break to large group in large group. They break into small groups to answer questions and go back to large group. And then they break out for small groups. So what I'm doing is I want to stick to our normal flow. And David's totally cool with churches being flexible. um, But we are going to just start with worship and do our large group and then break the small group. So there's a ton of material in Go that we're not using during the outpost. Um, And so that's what Trailblazers are going to use. He's got response station ideas. Um, he's got that early small group activity, so I'm going to be working with my Trailblazer lead teacher to say, here's what I'm using at Outpost, the rest you can use. Plus, there's a great take-home paper, and I was struggling with that because I was like, man, they're, they're two-sided color. That's expensive. You send that home. Do parents just throw it out? Do they do it? Well, we're going to do that take-home sheet with things to doodle and journal and write and answer. We're going to do it right in Trailblazer. So when the kids send it home, it's not mom, dad, do this with me. It's mom, dad, look look what I did at church. Look what I learned. And then the parent can use that to engage in some spiritual conversation uh, with their kids. So um, that's what I'm doing. By the way, if you go to that slash go page, there is a discount on September's curriculum. I think, I think it's 50% off. It's like huge. If you want to teach in September, I'm sure August is too late. What I'm doing, or for their annual subscription, they've got a great deal. Uh, it's 120 bucks off an annual subscription, and by the way, that is exactly how much a Kinology subscription is. So, if you're a basic member or you've never joined Kinology, if you use Go, you can take that discount. Join Kinology for the full all access premium, and it's basically like getting it for free. So, anyway. Please let me know in the comments and the feedback. Do you like this format? Because I'm going to now, this will be posted, but then I'm going to pull it down. I'm going to throw it up on my um, podcast page. I'm going to share this to the chronology page. Um, Would you like each week, the weeks I'm going to be able to do it, to do just a live uh, interaction um, with you? I know I've had some uh, watchers come and go because I didn't announce this ahead of time. Uh, If anyone has a question, uh, pop that question up there right now, and I'll entertain a couple questions. If not, then uh, I'm going to wrap this up and look forward to the next time that we can get together and talk kidmen and talk specifically about what I'm doing at my church, and um, you can get some ideas from it. Um, you can be affirmed because you're doing some of the similar things or whatever. So next time, I am going to post ahead of time the time I'm doing it so you can plan ahead and, uh, and be ready for it and uh, hopefully this will be a fun thing. Again, you can always reach me at carl at on kidology.org, join our Facebook group. Uh, love to equip and encourage you in any way that we can. So until then, take it easy.